Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Rayalos Nani Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie, and joining me, uh, per usual, is Patrick Mihan. Pat, how's everything going with you? Hey, uh, everything's fine. I think, um, I think um, you know, footballing-wise, Monterey uh, lives us with a good uh, taste in our mouths, but now, after all that's happening, we got to talk about what what's going to happen for the next like two weeks with this team yeah uh we're recording on a tuesday night i pat if you can monitor uh twitter because yeah. apparently details i'm not sure if the news of what's going to happen with that leon game are going to come out mm-hmm. uh so if you can monitor that, that for for me but let's uh before we get into that let's talk about the the match against america uh, if you're expecting goals, as I know some of the people at the you know Fox Deportes broadcast were were expecting, this wasn't the match for it. Uh, Monterrey won one nothing, uh, courtesy of a penalty kick from Rogelio Funes Mori, and that was about it. Now, if you are a fan of you know defensive tactics or just trying to see how how Monterrey is playing under you know match two under under javier aguirre then obviously you're somewhat entertained but pat let's get let's get into let me just roll out some key statistics before you know we get into the the nuts and bolts of of the match so percent uh of the ball total shots there was 10 uh shots on target for monterey there was three Shots off target, three. Block shots, four. Uh, big chances, uh, there was only one. Monterrey had eight shots in the box. Uh, when it comes to passing, 390 passes with a percentage rate of 78%. Long balls, there were uh, 24 for 52. Crosses, four for 16. Uh, and yeah, that, that was pretty much it. Uh, on the defensive side, 24 on the tackles, 19 on the interceptions and 15 on the clearances. So let me begin with uh let me let me start with the defense because obviously that was the star you know that not not just the defense the, the center backs particularly Sebastian Vegas and and Cesar Montes. Cesar Montes was uh, appearing in his 200th match uh for Monterrey and Pat let me let me start off with him before we we, we you know then we can move our way forward. 200 matches for Monterrey. What was your initial expectations for Montes when he, when he, you know, when he first started getting regular minutes? Obviously, he scored the first goal at the Stadio BBVA. Um, what, what did, what were you expecting? And I, and I asked Ron Pastes when, you know, when he gives me his segment. But initially, what did you expect from him? Because obviously, 200 matches is is um, for a, you know. 200 appearances for for a club is no nothing to sneeze at but what was your you know initial expectations of him um i think uh, he always was a promising young center back even from the beginning obviously you know uh, the fans didn't know him until that goal but i think um it, it's been clear since his his Rayo's career started as a youngster and now as a and then as a professional player that the club values him very highly, and uh, that he would have become what he is right now. So I think 
everything's going according to plan for him. Maybe could have been sooner, yes, that he goes to Europe. But I think, in general, everything has been according to plan or what you know his career looked like before he when he was younger. Yeah, and and against America, he was five for four or four for five on the ground duels, six for seven on the aerial duels. Mm, what else? Uh, the six clearances, three tackles, and three interceptions. Obviously, like I, I well, for this game against America, every time America was you know trying to get the ball inside the box, it was either Montes or Vegas either heading the ball or just getting you know clearing the ball out of the box. And then I don't know the least the least you know. First two matches um, under Aguirre, it seems like those two have benefited the most. But I kind of wanted to ask you this, and this is not a slight on Nico Sanchez, but how comfortable do you think Cesar Montes is knowing that he has, you know, a pair or he's, you know, in a partnership with uh, Vegas that he doesn't really have to worry about? Is he going to make a defensive mistake? Yeah, I mean, it. Def- I think it definitely does change his mentality when he's with uh, Nico Sanchez and when he's with Vegas because Nico Sanchez is the risk the risk taker and that would have been the risk taker and Cesar Montes normally would have had to cover double what he usually has to, you know, if he has a normal pair of center back. So Sebastian Vegas definitely gives him that and, and, and Montes can definitely, um, you know, uh, be a little bit, more calm he doesn't have to cover more ground and he can still be differential so i think i mean it's i think it's very clear this this back line doesn't have to change and when stefan main is back he will be there instead of miguel ayun but the back line does not have to change yeah that if it if, if through two matches if anything is clear is that the back line is going to remain stefan medina um Cesar Montes, Sebastian Vegas, and Jesus Gallardo. And when Gallardo is like the weakest link, you know, defensively, you're pretty you're pretty well set. Like for the most part for the most part, Gallardo has been sound defensively. Obviously, that's not his calling card. He's more offensive minded. But like I said last week, I've kind of noticed this trend where he's not maybe it's just me and I gotta rewatch the matches. But he's not as like, you know, driving into the box, right on the wing, ready to put across. Um, I might be mistaken, but you know, in this match against America, I usually saw Maxi Mesa dominating that 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 left flank, trying to get you know put crosses into the box, um, and so you know the defense. It's it's clear that you know this is Aguirre having a stamp all over it. You know, through two matches, two clean sheets, uh, six points. But anything else you wanted to touch on on that on that um back that back line because obviously, and and I think I'll ask you this too before before you you jump on that. How how safe are you or how safe do you feel with that pairing of Vegas and Montes? Oh, uh, very. I mean. The America, the America game, uh, the the Atlas game is not that fresh in my memory. But the, let's talk about the America game, who have more more options up front. We didn't get any any shots on like anything of trouble. 
throughout the whole game, maybe the last minutes, but when it, when it was normal that our team was going to be back and we would allow for that to happen, you know, but none, no trouble at all. So this, this, this two are definitely my favorite ones. And, and whenever there was a chance to be trouble, like an opportunity to happen, Cesar Montserrat would take care of it. So yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm super confident. Yeah, America only had one shot on target. And if I remember correctly, during his presser, Javier Arguedas said that he liked the way his defense was, the way that, that they played, except for like the last minute or so. Or I don't, it was it Benedetti that got off that shot, you know, that shot that was high, high, highly dangerous at the end of the game. Well, um, yeah, it was like a cross from Roger Martinez and Benedetti was about to. Yeah, and I think if I remember correctly, Javier Aguirre said up until that point, he liked the way, you know, the, the, the I'm not sure if he met the team as a whole or just the, the defense. Uh, but obviously, when you give up one shot on target and only give up four total shots, anything else you wanted to add from that, from that, just the defense, the defense part? Uh, no, just uh, don't move it. Cesar Montesan Vegas, even when Nico comes back, he should be on the bench and then come in and just in case of an emergency or ro or for games that need rotation. But apart from that, not at all. These two need to be the starting center backs. Uh, so let's move on to the midfield. Um, for me, this, this is still a work in progress because obviously everybody's wondering, you know, when's the offense gonna come they've you know there's three goals you know to start the season two of them have been courtesy of a penalty kick and even the one you know that first goal against atlas it was kind of a, of a somewhat of a broken play because you know the, the the initial shot hit off the post and it was a scramble to get the rebound and and you know it went in the back of the net they, they still haven't had you know that that goal where it's like you know it's a, it's a link you know it when when it's linking up, uh, whether it's through a cross, whatever, whatever, it's still they still you know if 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 one thing you know Monterrey fans are are still worried about is you know when the offense is gonna start appearing. But for me to get to that point, it has to start with the midfield, and right now it's I'm still wanting more of it because if I I think I saw. Uh, you know, the compilation that uh, Orlando Sosa, or as the, you know, his Twitter handle is, is Orleaks. Um, and I kind of noticed this too, that Monterrey has trouble putting, you know, finishing off their passes in the final third for me. I don't know if you noticed that, Pat. Um, and I don't know if that's part of the midfield or if you want to place that on the wings. But they really have you know they'll press they were pressing really well against america but just that pass into the final third and i wish i had the stat uh of passes into the final third but what what did you make of the midfield um because for me it's still you know i'm still left with you know some you know it's I, i'm still desiring more from them yeah i think i i do agree with that 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 I still want more. I think we all still want more. I feel like the defense, obviously the goalkeeper, will. he hasn't been challenged at all, but, you know, he hasn't been scored on. 
Uh, so that, that's good for him. The defense has been great. The midfield, I think you definitely can argue. I think he's still trying to figure it, figure it out. Um, you know, Ponchito Gonzalez is being is, is starting is being the starter. Um, Do you keep which going is with not him? The, I mean, I guess so. Like, I think so. He had a really good game against that last, but you know, he it, it's it's it, that's that's his pattern. Like, he'll give you one or two games where it's like he'll make you say, "Where? Why can't you give me this consistently?" Like I remember last um, last tournament. I think it was against. Pachuca, where he was really noticeable, um, you know, he'll give you those one or two games where it's like, you know, where where is this? You know, why why can't you give me this consistently? Um, and then he'll have those games where he'll disappear. Uh, so I don't know. What do you make of Ponchito? Do you keep going? You know, if you're like, do you keep going with him, or do you try to shake it up? Maybe put Celso in that central mid, or or you go with two number nine, or not two number nines, two number fives. Um, maybe you move Maxi to that central midfielder rather than having him on the on the you know on the wing. What what do you do with that spot, or you know, or you know, maybe you give you know if you do play a number two number fives, you put in Jonathan Gonzalez. I don't know. Uh, but what do you do? What do you do? Do you, do you still try to stick with Ponchito, or, or you know, is is you know what your opinion of him already? You know, like I said, a lot of supporters already know that he'll give you one or two games a season where it's like, you know, he'll play fantastic, and then he'll just go regress back to the mean where it's just yeah, he's just inconsistent. Yeah. Um- like I, I totally get it because that's the only thing he's shown throughout his Monterrey career. But I think you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. I think it's he's doing well as um, uh, as, as 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 a start for this season. I think we still got a ways to go. There's only two games. The sample size is still small. So I'm I'm there with Ponchito, and I and I do keep playing him and playing him as a starter for Aguirre. Starting to find a rotation. Maybe he comes out one game. Maybe something else works. Maybe he sees something in training that that Ponchito can give you uh, with Craneviter, but maybe he doesn't give it to you with Celso. So whenever you want to start Celso, you put him as a bench and bring him in. Like I think Ponchito can be that dynamic player. Uh, he can also play like on the wing sometimes. So uh, I definitely want to have him playing. That's one hundred percent sure. Uh, he 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 is a good player. He sometimes finds um, passes that are that are not there. You know, he he, he can he can really be a differential uh, player. But um, it just it's just a matter of of try give him the chance, give him the chance because we've never seen him be as cons- constant and consistent as as uh, we've seen him this season. There's probably like this two games as a starter. That's like a lot for him already. <laughs> yeah, he played he played seventy eight minutes. Um, you know, I'm looking at a set line, 52 touches, 73 pass or 73 pass percentage, 24 for 33 on his passes, one key pass, one for one on the crosses, uh, two for or one for two on the long passes, two shots blocked. Um, like it's an okay game. Um, yeah, normal. obviously, yeah. yeah, uh, but still, you know, it's yeah. And, and I think it's just, and I don't know where you want to place the blame. Just, you know, finishing, you know, developing better passes into the final third. Um, 
is, is going to be key on, on how, you know, they figure out this, um, you know, as, as they navigate through through the season. Like I said, I'd rather have them figure it out right now while still racking up three points uh, because, you know, you, you don't want to struggle, maybe get one point, maybe drop um, or keep dropping points like we, we saw in the last tournament where, you know, that game against Atlas, for some reason, Atlas would have probably tied it if it was under Mohamed. You know, this this, this game sure. against America under Mohamed would have been, probably been tied or, mm-hmm. or they would have lost because, uh, you know, they, they gave up, you know, they surrendered possession, uh, but, but were, were sound defensively. Uh, another another thing in that midfield, do you keep going with Kranavita? He had a really good game uh, statistically. He, he was of the three midfielders, he was the best. Uh, and I don't know if that speaks because of how average Ponchito and, and Charlie Rodriguez were against America, or if um, mm-hmm. Canavita is starting to figure out, you know, the Mexican league. Um, yeah. uh, I, I remember um, he had an interview last Thursday, I think, or last Friday with um, Santiago Furcade. Uh-huh. And oh, yeah. he, yeah, and so he asked him if he was uh, figuring out the league. Uh, so I don't know. What do you make of what do you make of Granavita? Yeah, um, I, I I am liking him. I've seen some people that that still want Celso to be in there, and I get it. He's uh, been an important player for for the, for this team. But I've like I've liked Granavita. It's a, it's fresh fresh air for for Monterrey fans that are tired of seeing the same things. I like what he does um, going going behind. You know, he he obviously. Dominates that midfield. He's everywhere there. He he try to he tries to you know intercept and 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 get back possession as much as he can. But he also can facilitate going forward. Uh, but I love when he goes back and gets in in between those those two center backs and and becomes one one of them and and, and recovers the ball there. And you know he's like a four by four. Um, Truck, he's everywhere. He he yeah. he, he he's rough. He 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 fights for it, and uh, I absolutely love that. I love Celso. Don't get me wrong, but I I've been liking Granaviter. I do want to see more of Granaviter, and I do not want to see both Granaviter and Celso. I do want to see them together when we gotta close out a game like we did this time against America, but not both together starting. Yeah, we'll, and we'll talk about this a little bit, but um, before. Granavita uh, had five interceptions. He had four recoveries. Uh, went four for eight on the ground duels. Um, yeah, I mean, his, his, you know, what, what's asked of him isn't the most sexy, you know, isn't the most sexiest thing to do out on the pitch where, you know, his job is just to either intercept the ball or retrieve the ball and try to get it to the, you know, to, you know, facilitate it to, to, you know his his you know either to the midfielders or to the wingers. Um, you know it's it's not a sexy job, but it, it looks like he's starting to figure it out. Like I, I this is probably one of his better games. Um, with Monterrey, uh, but you know it, it, I I think you know they're they're trying to see if if he's the guy going forward because you know Salisortiz's contract. You know, it, it ends in, in June. And so for me, you know, I personally, I, I, I like both. I, I don't, you know, I don't have a preference. 
either one can get the job done. But, you know, if if the club has no interest in in renewing Sassuolo's contract, then you got to see if Granavita is going to go forward. Because, you know, if not, then they're going to have to figure out what to do there. But what, what another, you know, another not not, you know, to talk about the other number five or the other number five in the in the midfielder or in the midfield, you had uh, Jonathan Gonzalez again. I think he played like I, I should pull that up, but I think he played like roughly 10 minutes. Um, If, you know, if he doesn't leave, then and I don't know his contract status, but, he, you know, he's going to be the backup if. um. Oh, he actually played 12 minutes because he came in at the 78-minute mark. Um, but, yeah, what, what what did you make of uh, uh, Jonathan Gonzalez? And, uh, Javier, and, and you touched on it a little bit, bringing in, you know, th- in this one, three defensive midfielders that can, you know, try to clamp down that midfield and try to just muddy it up and, and not allow for nothing creative to come out of that midfield from America. But what, what did you, what do you make of like that strategy uh, of Aguirre to, to just, you know, try to muddy up the midfield where, you know, nothing's going to be created for, for the opposition. I liked it. I liked it. I like not being in, in trouble. I mean, pretty much that's, I think that's pretty much how I want to describe it. I think, I like how they sweep everything. They take care of it before it gets to the back line. And when it does get to the back line, we got we got a good back line. And when it gets past the back line, we got a good goalkeeper that can also stop some shots. Uh, we didn't see that against America. We saw that more against Atlas. But uh, anyways, the the midfielder, the midfielders, I like I like that I like that strategy. Kranavitar is is the the man to go to to lead that strategy. And I guess you know against. A team like America, who has a lot of talented players, going forward, uh, you wanna you wanna get them get them, get the ball back before they get forward, before they have an opportunity to score a goal. So, I'm absolutely up for it. I liked it. Uh, maybe Charlie has to be a little bit, you know. Uh, yeah, we that's gotta where I was gonna to go. Yeah, that's but, where I was gonna go with him because he kind of he didn't have you know he had an average game and obviously average you know for the standards he he i don't know maybe maybe i i want to say that maybe average is you know he's better than average but at at some point you gotta have to figure out if if we're ever gonna see the chad rodriguez that was you know of 2019 um because if i uh if uh aguirre can't you get the most out of him, then you kind of have to wonder, you know, is he ever going to come back? I mean, he, you know, there was at times where he got benched last season, um, and it still didn't, you know, it didn't, it still didn't light a fire under him. He was, he was bad on his in his ground duels. He was, you know, five for twelve, and that's that's pretty bad. Um, uh, so, are I don't want to say are you worried about him, but how I mean, he had a really he had a decent he had a really good game against Atlas, and this might just be a medica, but you know, what 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 do you what do you expect out of him? You know, against Leon, whenever that match is played, but what what do you expect from him going forward? Because 
we already have one inconsistent midfielder in, in Ponchito Gonzalez. You don't want to have two. Uh, and these are, the, you know, these are the two, you know, central mids that are supposed to be, you know, putting up or, you know, at least facilitating the ball to, to the forwards. But what 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 do you make of uh, uh, Charlie Rodriguez? Um, yeah, I get I get that. I think we might not see. I don't I don't think we we're not going to see that 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 midfielder that the 2019 Charlie Rodriguez version I think we'll see that again but I guess thinking about the whole team I don't mind losing that 2019 Charlie Rodriguez midfielder if he can do the dirty work if he can get balls back and then and then help out going up front um uh it's a tough one because you obviously know what he can do going up front as well but you know at the end of the day you gotta think uh, for the team i think you gotta get your role uh, even if it's a different one uh, be good at it be consistent at it so you can have minutes and i think charlie can can do that job i think he 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 100 can so i don't mind seeing him do that if if that means reyes keeps playing the way they're playing um uh, let, let's move up to the up front you had uh maximus and Lampabon on the wing um what did you make of it uh because it for me it looked like Dorlan Pabon was responded well to the you know to being sent off or not sent off but, you know sent up to the to the press box and missed the first game against that loss and then he wasn't you know he was reinstated back into the starting 11 but he wasn't given the captaincy back and you know, let, let me let me ask you first about that. What did you make of that? Like him, you know, getting back into the starting eleven, but not giving. You know, he didn't receive the the captain's armband back. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. I mean, Dorlan. Like I, I remember I said it in the last podcast that uh, it doesn't really bother me that that he gets gets sent all these type of messages that he has to respond. As a hard worker, as a as a good teammate, and all that, because he's he's always done it every single time that this situation has happened to him. And the next game he comes back, or the next few games he comes back, he always responds with good performances. So I'm not worried about him on that end. I'm just worried that um, yeah, you know, Dorlan is at the end of the day is a, an assist an assist master. He generates chances. He can score goals as well. So at the end of the day, we want him to do that. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, he only shot like once or twice against America, and we need a a Dorland who who shoots a little bit more than that, and that that that, that, that you know creates more chances. So yeah, I'm not worried. I'm not worried, but but uh, you know Dorland, it's good that he's fighting for his chance for his opportunities, but that's got to be the same case for everybody for sure. Yeah, he got off one shot. It was off target. Um... Yeah, I think he responded well. I mean, there was there was a moments where he was tracking back, trying to you know get the ball back, like you know. And, and I don't think you know if I remember under Mohamed, he he didn't do that. Like you know, he was. He, I don't know if I don't know if it was like if it's just Aguirre or him trying to prove something, but he was tracking back, you know, trying to trying to recover the ball. Uh, but yeah, he and he only played sixty two minutes, and I, I think. You know, when he was subbed off early into that second half, people were like waiting for him to like 
or the you know the cameras to catch him you know whenever he would get subbed off um early by Mohammed you you know he you'd usually see him either pouting or giving you know or he'll he'll throw a you know a, a little tantrum just to say why why are you taking me off but i don't i don't if i remember correctly i don't think he did that when um when Aguirre did that you know he subbed them off really quickly um but yeah um to me he he played really he played good you know responded well obviously like you said you you would like to see a little bit more i would like to see a little bit more too is if in terms of um either creating chances or you know trying to score you know from from distance like he usually likes to do and i think that was the one shot he got off it was usually it was you know, a shot from from outside the box that went wide. Uh, yeah, it went wide. Um, but on the other wing, you had Maxi Mesa. What 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 did you make of his performance? I I I like him. Uh, I like his intensity. I like how he fights with the ball. I like all all that. I was talking. I was I was live with um, a YouTube channel called La Chicharra for the, for the game. Uh, we were you know. The, commentating the game and talking about the game and all that and um it was pretty cool to 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 talk with them to watch rayados uh, with mainly more america fans and and see like their 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 perspective on 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 the team you know and and a lot and we were talking about maxi mesa and they said something like yeah def- there's there was definitely more that was asked for you know for from 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 maxi mesa and i was like yeah for sure i mean if you sign a guy with that type of caliber uh, 15 million dollars uh he played in the world cup uh all that you expect for him to be a star in this team but what i've seen from him nowadays like at the beginning i was just waiting for him to be a star to score goals assist and be just the best player of the league or one of the best but now i see his role i see what he does for the team and it's not that but it's a perfect role that really helps this team if that makes any sense, uh, he 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 found a cool role. I think he he's not the star that's gonna score goals and assists, but he's gonna be a guy that at, playing his role is gonna be absolutely he's just a role player. great. Yeah, it's, and it's gonna be he's, great he's not, for, he's not, for the team as a whole. I think yeah, he's not gonna be. I think it's clear now that he's not gonna be one of the star players on the squad. He's gonna be a role player, um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, obviously, that's not the you know for the price that that I play. That's that's not the type of player you want to, you know. That's not that's not what you want from him. But at the end of the day, three three managers. Uh, obviously, there's still time with Aguirre. It's only two matches in, but um, you know, it's at some point it's just like okay, yeah, he's just gonna be a a role player. At times, he could look like he has star potential, like any role player. Like you know, if you follow the NBA, it's, that's the only you know at the top of my head. Sometimes you'll You'll see on a on a on just a night, you know, a role player will go off for 20, 30 points, you know, in a game, sure. uh, and that's just it. But you shouldn't expect that, you know, consistently. You know, he'll give you uh, three, four, or five of those matches in a in a you know in a month, or you know, in two months or whatever. But but yeah, I think uh, you know he's he's just a role player, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I think people are just gonna have to accept that and stop bringing up the price tag it's eventually it is what it is you know Monterey got 
you know, they got finessed into paying that price. I think well, that's pretty clear. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, he was he was okay. You know, I look at his ground duels, and it's not it's not the best. I mean, he only won three out of ten, and you know, he, he got really has to improve that. Uh, only touched the ball thirty six times and lost possession thirteen times. So that's definitely something that he needs to you know improve on. You can't be turning over the ball that often. Uh, and, you know, you got to improve those crosses. You know, if, if the cross isn't there, then don't force it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would like to see him, you know, maybe if he can be more, a little bit more aggressive and try to get off a shot rather than, or I don't know. I don't know. It's just it is what it is. Um, but, yeah, uh, lastly, let's uh, discuss Rogelio Funes Mori. Three goals, in, three goals in two matches. I think he's seven away from becoming the club's all-time leading goal scorer. Uh, what did you make of his performance? Um, yeah, close to a historic mark. I think uh, it's taken him, it's taken him some some years in tournaments, and and this this year looks like the one for him. I mean, he he looks like a leader up front. He he's talking. He's doing his best. I'm liking him so far. Um, as, as, you know, the game as a whole. You know, it's hard. It's hard to to see any player stand out. Probably just you know Cesar Montes stood out. The rest just had a good game. Nothing out of this world. Not not nothing to be like to go much to have more like a lot of juice to go into. But it was just a good game overall. Funes Mori did his thing. I like what I saw when when I think I don't remember with who. Maybe it was Dorlan Pavon. They were debating like who would take a penalty and a like. And and the way I saw him talking all that with Dorlan or whoever it was, it was just like I don't know. I see a different Funes Mori. Like there's a different attitude to him, and if that brings goals to the team, then so be it, you know. But he still got he still got work to do for sure. Like he's still missing shots against against uh, Atlas. He did against America. He did, but you know, a, a good star overall. In general. Yeah, uh, one of his shots hit the woodwork. Um... Early or midway through in that first half, um, where you know he beat Ochoa but didn't beat the post, or you know the post beat him. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just he's he he he's the striker that needs the ball inside the box, and he'll know what to do with it when it's inside the box. Yeah. And that's that's the that's that's what I needs to figure out, and that and that's you know back to what we were saying. They need to find better ways or find ways to get, you know, better passes into that final third because I love Funes Mori, but sometimes when I see him dribble, like, outside the box trying to create his own shot, it's kind of painful to watch. He's not that type of striker. Yeah. Uh, so he needs he needs the ball inside the box because I think it's when it's inside the box, you don't know what to do with it, whether it's through a header or, or getting off a shot on his own. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's, that's something that's going to have to be figured out. That's, that's something putting inside the, uh, you know, into that final third and putting it inside the box for him. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, it, I think I have faith that Aguirre is going to figure it out. Like he, he, he stopped the, the leakage on defense. Uh, now it's up to him to try to figure out how to, to fix this attack, um, whether it's in the midfield or different tactics, different schemes, different approach. Uh, but but yeah, I have faith in in him, and I think he'll figure it out. But anything else you wanted to add from this uh, this uh, one nothing win against America? 
Um, um, not much, not much, really. I mean, Akelova, Akelova, uh, he had a little brilliant uh, play where he ended up diving, which was awful because he he could have done more. Uh, oh yeah, he, that that dribble he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> it was nice. Yeah, he, it was not. Yeah, it but, was. It was unexpected. I was like, oh damn! I didn't know he had this in his arsenal. Mm-hmm. But then he dived uh, and yeah. just ruined it. <laughs> yeah. But no, no apart from that, was... not much. I mean, the subs, the subs were also uh, just just normal. It was a normal game, but that we ended up winning. So yeah, uh, people, it was good. People, the thing is, people need to calm down. Yes, you know these matches haven't been you know spicy or sexy offensively, but I mean. Points. This, is, this is still, you know, I get her still shaping the team in his vision. Obviously, he doesn't have a transfer window to to to, to bring in, you know, players that are going to fit what his system is. So he's trying to get the best out of whatever he has or whatever, you know, he has quality, you know, defenders, and you can see that he's when he has quality, what he can do. So it's just, you know, he'll he'll he'll. You know, this is season one or tournament one under his, you know, under his under his reign. Uh, but I think he'll figure it out this year. And to me, a sign of a good team is getting points even when they're still trying to figure it out. So, mm-hmm. if, if, you know, you're on if you want to look on the positive side is that they're still trying to figure it out offensively, but they're still getting the three points. And as we saw last year. They dropped points against teams that they shouldn't. Ended up in the repechaje, and we all know what happened with Puebla. So, you know, bank these points uh, because I think they'll figure it out, and 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 you know we'll just you know laugh at this moment where it's like you know let's go why why aren't we more entertaining? Uh, yeah. But yeah, uh, but like you said, Cesar Montes, I think Sebastian Vegas star of the match or star of the matches. I love those guys and. Like I said in, in a tweet uh, after the game, appreciate Cesar Montes. Obviously, appreciate um, Sebastián Vegas because if they continue this form, uh, you know they're not going to be here for too long. And I know some people have said, uh, "Why are you still, or why are people still, you know, inflating or whatever uh, of Montes? You know, why, why are we selling smoke? Um, mm-hmm. Because he's 23." I, I that's you know just going a little rant. That's not very old to make it you know make the transition to Europe, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, River Plate center back, uh, I forget his name. Uh, he went to Fiorentina. Uh, I, uh, uh, he's, his name's escaping me. I know it. It's like it's. Uh, but wait, the do you mean a Rayados player? No, no, no. Um, the River Plate player that left to Fiorentina. I, I don't remember his name. It's um, Lucas... Uh, uh, Quirios Martinez? Something Martinez? Martinez Cuarta. Sí, yeah, yeah, that one. Oh, okay. You know, he's 24 when he left to Fiorentina, this, this you know, so, uh, winter window. So it's like, you know, people need to relax. You know, like, Monterrey's not holding him hostage. Um you know, this is a business. Is, you know, you're just not. Obviously, you want your. You know, you want players to take that next step and continue their development. But you know, it's it's still a business, and you know, you, yeah. if, you, if you have a, you have, if you have a, you know, price tag on a player, 
you're not gonna like just sell them for for cheap you know it's it's this is you know it's it's still a business and you need to run it like a business and and Monterrey, you know they're going to want to bring in quality players uh to replace quality players they're gonna have to get decent prices for their players because they're going to want to spend on players that are worth you know seven to ten million dollars or whatever so you know I think Cesar Montes is going to leave in the summer, but, you know, just appreciate him now because, uh, you know, appreciate this defense because I don't, it's only going to last us for a few months because, you know, eventually all of these players are eventually going to leave uh, mm-hmm. within a year. So appreciate it uh, because it's a, it's a, it's a good feeling. Uh, Pat, let's uh, transition over to Rompas. He'll talk about uh, a variety of topics. Uh, you know, he'll talk, he'll talk about the game. We'll talk about Cesar Montes, uh, and we're going to transition over to talking about what's going on at the club that is experiencing a coronavirus outbreak. Um, so, yeah, uh, enjoy the segment, and we'll be back uh, shortly. Well, guys, welcome to another segment of, uh, well, Rompa's segment on Royale's 90 podcast. Uh, this time around, we have... Well, a few different topics to to touch on. Uh, first of all, uh, it would be the kind of like a a, a a way of of analyzing the Cesar Montes uh, career up until until this point. Why? Because um. Well, it, it has been uh, over uh, a, a bit more of five years now. Uh, he debuted back on 2015 when the when the BBVA Stadium uh, got got uh, opened against uh, Benfica. Uh, he was 18 years old. He actually scored. A, the first goal in the in the stadium history, and uh, well, if if we go back to that particular moment, I don't think that a lot of fans would have uh, w- would have thought that that this uh, that that the Montes was gonna be this. Uh, this exceptional player, uh, the 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 main consensus was that he was just uh, a, a a new addition from the the young players from the the under twenty uh, one squad, and uh, Mohamed brought brought him in just to well just to have those type of players uh, in the in the inauguration of the of the stadium. But, but uh, as time went by, we all discovered that Montes it's actually it's a really good player. It's uh, he has reached two hundred games this last uh, Saturday against uh, America, and uh, he has all. All that it takes to go to Europe and succeed. There, uh, he's still young. He's uh, 23 now. Um, 
he he's uh almost uh, uh getting to his his uh he he's on that point where he can go to Europe and learn whatever it is that he needs to learn to become a the best uh central back that Monterey has seen um there was rumors last uh, uh summer window of of uh, of a possible uh trip to to Sevilla to continue his his uh his career there but uh, that didn't <clears throat> went through so he stayed here and he he kept on working i remember <clears throat> one of the 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 highlights of of montes was the the he had a streak or of about three three classicos i think uh, that he scored uh i remember two of them was for the win um and even in aliguilla he scored two for the win uh well not for a win on that game but for a win on the on the overall result um that was 2016 if i'm not mistaken um quarter of finals against tigres uh on the second leg he scored the 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 goal that got to rayados to the semifinals i think that that uh if we're if if we do kind of like a evaluation of him i would definitely rank him at least on 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 a 9 out of 10 because he even though he was really young he took that responsibility to be the center back he was uh, he was really constant he was really um he he showed this this skill of finding for instance Funes Mori with long crosses um that was one of the Mohamed's first tenure secret weapons those 40 50 meters uh Montes crosses to Funes Mori I remember at least two goals from Funes Mori once against Tigres once against uh I think it was uh, Chiapas. I think uh, I don't recall the second one mm, that that good, but I do remember the past. And uh, he has what it takes to to succeed in Europe. That's that's the at least that's what we all think. Um, hopefully, he he gets the chance to. He deserves it. Uh, he he didn't. Uh, he didn't uh, lose his head about it when when the rumor was really strong here about him going to Sevilla, and then didn't didn't went through. He didn't he didn't uh, took it like personally or something like that. He just kept on working. And uh, another well, kind of like a fun fact about Montes. Is that I remember that there was this this tournament. This I I think that was on on either Clausura or or Apertura 
2018 that uh he went almost all the tournament uh every every other game he had this head injury for whatever reason either either he had hit with the ball either he was on, on a header head to head uh instance or something like that but he he even got to where this this uh thing on his head kind of like peter Sheck back on 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 the 2000 early 2000 with uh chelsea because of that because of uh how many times he was being uh injured in the in the, in the head it was kind of like a meme or something i, I remember that too um and uh well it's it's just uh i i wanted to to take this time to recognize and fully appreciate what cesar montes has meant to to rayados even in the in the downside when when rayados wasn't good he stood up for the team he was the one who who of all of of, of all the players that was were not finding their game he was the one who lost less uh he was the the, the best out of uh, at least of, of the defenders he was the the best one so nothing to to criticize there uh he has complied to to the task of being the the center back uh, i hope that if he doesn't go to to europe he can really uh get the 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 command of the of the center back uh even give him the the captain bra bracelet and, and, and he could be that that uh that uh player that ident identifies with the with both the club and the fans um which we haven't had in a in a, in in a long time um especially from from a player that that's mexican and that it w was found in the in the youth uh in the, in the under 18 under 21 uh squads i think since arellano we haven't had that uh so it would be it would be good but let's see what what the the future holds for us in that regard i just hope that that for the best for for him for for cesar montes um if he has to to go to europe so be it i hope he if he does he that that all the success that he has had here uh, accompanies him there wherever he goes and if he stays well then he just can keep accumulated achievements with the club which is also really good for for both him his career and us as fans of of uh club de fútbol monterrey um <clears throat> another another uh thing that i wanted to touch on it was um given all the the covid situation that has stricken here in, in monterey um 
there's talks about 30, 30 plus members of, of the entire institution, uh, meaning staff, uh, coaching staff, um, players from the first squad, from the under 21, under 18, uh, even even um, people from the who who takes care of the of the actual barrial so the, there's there's uh has been an official announcement that uh <clears throat> that the next two games for Rayados which is uh Leon it was going to be this Saturday and Puebla is it was going to be the next uh Monday I think after this Saturday um, Nine, uh, eight days later, uh, there 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 have been moved one for for next Tuesday, and the other one for March ten. I think I think that we're gonna face Leon on on the next Tuesday <clears throat> here in Monterey, and then we go to Puebla uh, on March ten. It has. This has created a lot of buzz because the quote-unquote responsibility of Monterey uh, that they say, everybody says, well, everybody else says that Monterey already knew that their, their players were, were infected, which is a really hard accusation. And... Uh, that's the problem here in, in Mexico that everybody can just open their mouth and there's not gonna be any consequences. Um, if if I would if if I was on on, on Monterey's uh, legal department, I would definitely take this into consideration to to pinpoint whoever is accusing without any evidence whatsoever and face them legally because that's the only way to prove that you didn't know you, you didn't know what was going on right um, even though it could be a bit harsh or or a bit uh, even exaggerating a little bit but keep in mind that a lot of the press uh, the 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 national press in, even they are accusing so there, there's no there's there's no we we may see the possibility now they, they are saying that monterey knew that they had covid uh infected players knowingly so playing against america which is a really bad accusation I don't. I don't think that the Rayados is gonna follow up on that. I. I really don't, because it's not the way that that they usually move. But I would definitely consider it in order to set a precedent and uh, just to 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 keep things uh, being more. Uh, how can I say this? To show that everything that you say has consequences. That's the only way. Because if not, then 
even though everybody has the freedom of speech obviously but when you cross the line and you accuse with no evidence that that for itself constitutes a crime <laughs> right so it could be I'm not saying they, they, they will be doing that but it could be a way to to, to proceed and before we, we knew that the, the situation I'm gonna go back to that in a, in a few minutes but I wanted to, to touch on a little bit on a little thing in particular with the names that were spoken that had the COVID uh, that had been positive when they get tested we were gonna see a striking formation really different which it was gonna be Pavon and, and, and Jansen but <clears throat> given that the Um, with the last tests a, a lot more players got uh, their results positive then we didn't get to see that I would like to see that <clears throat> um, that that I, I see that that Pavon and Funes Mori understand them uh, understand each other really good uh, Pavon knows where to send the The cross and, and, and Funes Mori knows where to run to because they have been playing together at least for five years, right? So I would like to to see Pavon and, and Jansen to try to generate that chemistry to see if if if, uh, if that helps. Now, just to, to touch on a, a little thing, Jansen, uh, he is injured. He, he broke, I think, two of his right hand fingers uh, the middle finger and the the the, the next one uh, I forgot the, the name of it in English and anular I don't know how to say it so he broke those two and uh, because of the situation they were trying to hurry their his his recovery yeah uh, he was training even he was with the protection in his right hand which reminded a lot of us of, of Guille Franco who used to play like that when he had that injury in this in his wrist uh, the wrist uh, the right wrist um, so it, it would have been a, a cool uh, experiment because he had a few players uh, uh, that tested positive so You had to, to move your 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 formation, your starting eleven. We would have seen Aguirre try to come up with the with this solution to face this situation. But now that the, the game has been postponed, there's not gonna be any need to now the the next few minutes I want to Just to touch on a little thing. What a what a disgrace the Liga MX protocols are. Uh, 
or the lack of to be more precise because there's no protocol issued by the Liga which should be there should be there's no official protocol whatsoever even though we have been almost over a year with this pandemic situation the tournament got stopped for three months four months at least which gives you a lot of time to think rethink write rewrite all the ideas to have a unanimous protocol for each and every club in the league I make that didn't happen right every club is responsible for their own protocols every club every club knows how to handle their players their situation that's just the way for la liga mx is to, to to not take any responsibility whatsoever about the liga that they run that speaks volume of the lack of skills and abilities and and you name it from the people who runs the liga mx that's that's something to point out because a lot of the 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 bad press that the Monterey's receiving right now should be directed to La Liga, not to the club. Even though the club could handle things different, obviously. But I I really don't think that the club knew that the players were infected because that would be a crime even, right? I think that what happened was that they didn't test on Saturday and they tested until the, the until Monday. So that way you already had the, the COVID situation in your system, but you play and then you do the test and then you go back and say, well, he got tested positive for his money specifically. He got this, so let's let's just uh, isolate isolate him, and that's it. But because of not having a protocol, which is simple, you know what? You you're gonna have to test all your players, all your staff before the game, after the game, one at least one day before the game. In one day after the game. That's it. That and as simple as that. You have to test them, have the results. If somebody's uh, tested positive, you put them aside. If there's a few of them, you postpone the game right there and then. Right then and there. You don't have to wait three, four days for for the situation to go viral, to go even national because that's just exposing the the stupidity of the Liga MX people that don't know the first thing about a sport that demands contact physical contact that's the situation here but as we all know here in Monterey we're gonna we're gonna see all the press 
the the at least the sports press take hits against Rayals because that's the way it is. That's how they want to play it. But for all those who who have a voice like 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 we do, we're definitely gonna point out that we should be looking also not not that Monterey has no responsibility to be clear but the main responsibility should be from La Liga MX thank you to all my rompistas uh, we have reached 10.7k on twitter at rompas is back follow me um, <clears throat> follow me also on facebook at rompas is back as well instagram at rompas is back um, thank you for listening for sharing for everything that you guys do shout out to eddie shout out to pat and uh well we'll see you next time on trials 90 podcast and we're back pat um the club is experiencing a coronavirus outbreak there are 17 confirmed cases you know not all the players but you know 17 confirmed cases within the club whether it's i think the u20 squad uh the coaching staff and then you know the first team uh that's a lot <laughs> that <laughs> is a lot of uh infected players one of them is obviously rogelio funes mori uh you had stefan medina who missed the game against uh america and avila surtado those you know heading into that you know week or that weekend those were the two uh, players that had to miss because of uh, their infection, but uh, yeah, 17 cases. Uh, I don't know where, where. Where do you want to start with that? You have some news. I told you before we started recording. Keep track of Twitter, but but um, go ahead uh, and tell us uh, what you know. People will already know once they listen to this, but um, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, well, this is uh, now that we're recording, like you said, Tuesday night. Hopefully by the end, uh, or before we end re from uh, recording, we get another little update. But the, the game against Leon will be postponed. It's not official from the club. It's not official from the league. It's like from, a, from, from um, you know, news, uh, journalists and all that. But uh, it's going to be postponed. It's not going to be played on Saturday. They just haven't said... There's no news on, on what day or anything, but it's going to be officially postponed. Like, soon it's going to be announced, according to yeah. some some journalists. I read Tuesday. Obviously, nothing yeah. confirmed. I think it was from Multimedios. Uh, yeah, it Tuesday. Yeah, they were saying Tuesday. But um, do, do you put the blame on Monterrey for having this amount of positive cases? Or do you put the blame on the league or the club for that? You know, I say, yeah, the or the players, I should say, um, for this amount of positive cases. Because I, for me, I would like to know what are the protocols. Because you, throughout this whole, you know, Guardianes season, we really don't know what are the protocols. Like, if I, I don't know if I ever, if, if we were ever given, you know, this is what you know, the club is expecting from the players. And I, I don't think a lot of them violate. I mean, this isn't, you know, Jonathan Rodriguez going to a party, you know, in the middle of a pandemic. I think, you know, some of these, you know, you're just going about your everyday life. You're, you are got to go out to get essentials. 
um, whether it's yourself or your spouse or your kids or whoever you live with, it, it's, you know, they're going to, you know, get contracted and it's going to pass on and it's going to, you know, you know how fast the virus can spread. Um, but where do you place blame here? Not not necessarily blame. Blame's the wrong word. But where do you think this went wrong, I should say? I think I think it's it's not it's not Rayados per se. I think maybe some of the players. I'm sure not a lot, not even in Rayados, just in general, are not respecting all the you know all the all the things you need to to follow to not get coronavirus and to stop the spread and all that. But the league in general just doesn't have the right um, doesn't have the right uh, protocols to to do it. It's because this this is, this isn't the first team to get an outbreak. This isn't the first team to uh, play games with people that are that are infected. They, this isn't the first team that probably infected uh, the, the, the 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 rival team. This this has been happening since they started playing again. It's gonna keep happening. There's no protocol protocols. A lot of the things that they do do not make sense. Or like literally, it's not because I don't, I I, I want to hate on them, but they just li- literally do not make sense. Uh, like um, and so so yeah, this this is on the league for sure. Obviously, at the end of the day, if, if a player does not follow the, the 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 steps and all that, then it's on the player. But as a whole, the travel, all of those things, they're they're on the league. So I think they need to get a better. Better how protocol, many, and they need do to. You know, do you remember how many times or how many times a week these players are tested? Uh, that's a good question. I think it's only because one, I was thinking, two. why don't they test them on Mondays? And and this is another thing I should say. I don't know why there's games like on Thursday or Friday. I don't know why can't all games be on Saturday and Sunday. That way you test on Monday, and then you test on Friday. Or Thursday, if you want to have, you know, 24-hour window to try to catch it. But, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't understand. Why are you playing games on, like, try to, you know, try to, you know, for the, I know I know it's probably television rights. Um, you know, if they need to, you know, through the end, it probably needs programming for, for Thursday nights and Friday nights. Um, and or I should say Monday nights, too. Um, I'm forgetting about that. Uh you know they need television programming because I'm pretty sure they need you know stuff to put on their their, their network. Uh, but still, it's like you know it should, they should for the time being for this you know as long as this pandemic is, I think they should try. They should have just said let's just play Saturday and Sunday. That way, Mondays we'll do testing, and then Thursdays we can do another round of testing or Friday or whatever. Uh, to try to see if, you know, because obviously there is a time period where the virus is in you, but you could still show up saying, you know, it's that incubating period where it's in you, but you're not, you know, either showing symptoms or you're asymptomatic. uh, And you can drop a a negative test because it's still not present in your body. Um, If I'm not mistaken, I'm not a doctor and I'm not trying to play. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's something um, like that. But uh, uh, I I do agree with you. I do agree with you. It's time to to you know put it put put lives and 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 this thing first before money and business and all that so if this if this like it's good that they're gonna move the game 
But if, you know, any, anytime there's like one case, don't just drop the player. No, stop the game until it's safe to play that game, even if it's just one player, because he can he can you know uh, infect another one and another one and another one, and this happens again. So they they need to be way more. Um, Cuidadoso, uh, or like they need to take yeah. care of more of their product of their players. Yeah, yeah, I think there needs to be more testing and, and either more more testing or better protocols. And you said it. I think this this league needs better protocols. And like I said, I I don't understand why can't they just play on the weekends and have you know either Monday, Wednesday, and and Friday testing or whatever. And, and just you know, I don't I don't know I don't know. It's just and I, I get why, I should say. I, I know why, you know, television rights. Um, but, yeah. Um, Pat, um, any final thoughts? Uh, that was a major thing, you know, this, you know, after the match against America. But anything else uh, before we wrap this up? Um, not that much. I think it's good. It's It sucks that we got this outbreak when we're in a good moment. But uh, and it, but it's good that they move the game, or apparently they're going to move the game. Like we said, we're recording uh, Tuesday night. Nothing is official, but uh, so that so that when we play Leon, we got a we got a, a more complete team. So uh, apart from that, nothing. I'm excited with the season. I keep getting excited. Hopefully, uh, um, we get we get more of this coming coming up. You know. Yeah. Um... One thing I'll do add is is I should have added in the in the first half of this podcast is that I'm enjoying the America tears um, because all of a sudden they want to like ban Monterrey from <laughs> from uh, from the league because uh, they 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 were playing with a, a player that apparently had you know had had the virus um, not not you know you know not looking at you know other teams that had the same you know issues but but yeah I, I enjoyed their tears uh pat where can people find you what are some you know side projects you have going on because i know you have some side projects going on uh where can people find all that good stuff that you're working on um well yeah actually today tuesday they, we released a new or i released a new podcast uh, that that had been uh, on the plans for a while, uh, and it's just a bunch of you know we talk about sports. It's in Spanish. We talk about sports, but in a more like a comedic way. So if if you like sports with comedy together, I guess <laughs> um, go 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 that way, and you'll definitely have a laugh. And then uh, apart from you gotta that, give them the name of the podcast. <laughs> I do. You're you're right. It's been called Big and Tall. Big and Tall. I just totally forgot. Go to my Twitter and you'll see it there. But yeah, uh, yeah. or or tiempo, tiempo de punto com. That's the name of the podcast, the the website. Uh, but no, apart from that, just uh, regular stuff, MLS, uh, work. Uh, just tired. <laughs> A lot of <Yeah>. stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's it's the same. I feel you. Uh, follow the. The podcast Twitter account at Rayados90. Um, DMs are always open if you want to make any type of suggestions, comments, whatever, whatever. Uh, you know, 
follow do you can do all that if you if you follow the twitter account um subscribe on apple podcast uh leave a far like leave a five star rating uh follow on spotify uh all that you know stuff that we usually plug in at the end um pat if you have nothing else to add i'll wrap it up here for for pat i'm eddie uh talk to you next week Thank you.